Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But I'd have sometimes, I've, I've, I've been in service, I had as many as 300. In one service, all be filled with spirits, start speaking with tongues. I'd go from church to church. And, and the churches, you've got to realize this, that I'm dealing with chronics. They've been seeking Holy Ghost for years. My best record is one fellow here in Southern California. I was preaching at a four-square church here in Southern California, and he had been 50 years seeking about He was in the old Azusa Street Revival, 1906. That revival run from 1906 to 1909, three services a day. He's a school teacher in Southern California. His wife received, he went, you see, every night for three years. And on Saturday and Sunday, three services in salt. 50 years. And I very seldom, if ever, left any church without everybody being filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody. Everybody. We'd just run out of them. Wouldn't run out of them, then I'd quit and go somewhere else. And the majority of people would be healed. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series God's Medicine by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Then he said, now this, when he said this, I know he's talking about this anointing. This will not work unless you tell the people you know, and I always tell it before a minister, every time. This will not work. This anointing, this healing anointing, will not work unless you tell the people exactly what I have told you. Well, now, when he said that, my mind began to whir because this whole vision, some of it had to do with the end time, and the whole thing was about an hour and a half long, and I thought to myself, does he want me to tell the whole thing every time before I minister? You know, I mean, that'd take a lot of time. Well, he knows what you're thinking, so he said, this will not work unless you tell the people what I've told you. And see, and I'm, I'm thinking that. And he goes on to say, that is, you tell them you saw me. You tell them I appeared unto you. You tell them that I spoke to you. You tell them that I laid the finger of my right hand in the palm of each one of your hands. You tell them that I told you to tell them that the healing anointing is in your hands. You know the Lord has a sense of humor. He said, not in your feet. I didn't tell you to lay your feet on anybody. He said, not in your head. I didn't tell you to lay your head on anybody. In your hands. And then he went into giving me scripture about laying on the hands. I, I don't know, I didn't even realize then, you know, and yet you'd read it there in Hebrews 6, that laying on the hands is one of the principles of the doctrine of Christ. When you when you repent of some dead works was, we heard that preached all of our lives. We knew faith toward God was, we'd heard that preached. We knew the doctrine of baptism was, we'd heard that preached. We knew that eternal judgment was, we'd heard that preached. Amen. We knew the doctrine of the resurrection, we'd heard that preached. But I never heard anybody preach on laying on hands. No one, no one even mentioned it other than in our Baptist church when they, when they ordained people, they would lay hands on them. And even when they installed the deacons in the office, they'd lay hands on them. That's all I knew about laying on hands. But he started in Acts of Apostles. He said, you see, in the Acts of the Apostles, it said, and by the hands, Acts 5, 12, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. He said, you see, I use men's hands. 
He said, you see, it says in Acts 19, 11, and 12, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs of rape and the diseases departed from them, the evil spirits went out of them. He said, I have given you a ministry of laying on of hands. And then here's something that we didn't do down there. I've never seen anybody do it down our part of the country. Uh, see, I'd come over among Pentecostals, and they taught tarry. Tarry in the city of Jerusalem, being due to power of high. Everybody tarried to be filled with the Spirit. Tarry, wait, seek, pray. He said, uh, it also states, when Peter and John were come down, Acts 9 and 17, then they lay their hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost, the Samaritans. It also states, that's the 8th chapter, now the ninth chapter, eight, that, that was Acts 8, 17, according to Acts 9, 17, it also states, and Ananias entered in and putting his hands, hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus that appeared to thee in the way as thou camest has sent me that thou mightest receive your sight, be healed, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. It also states in Acts 19, 6, and when Paul found these Baptist people down there at Ephesus, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Said, we not such much hurt. We've been the Holy Ghost. Said, who's baptized? We baptized. Said, John's. John the Baptist. Weren't the Baptist? The sixth verse said, when Paul put his hands on the Holy Ghost, came on, they spake with tongues and prophesied. Now, I've given you a ministry of laying on hands. There is a ministry. See, you can lay hands on people in faith. Anybody can do that. And pray with them about any need for us. That's good, sir. And the laying on hands is a point of contact to release your faith. That's where you start believing God, I receive. My prayer is heard, I, I receive. See, anyone can do that. But there is a ministry of laying on hands. And you know, I started out to lay hands then, there in 1950 on believers and, and through, over into, not through, into 1958, I'd personally, because I kept counting, laid hands on 10,000 people and heard them speak with other tongues. And the Lord said to me, quit counting them. And so I quit. 1958, I quit. I have never counted them since then. But I'd have sometimes, I've, I've, I've been in service, I've had them in just 300 in one service, all be filled with spirits, start speaking with tongues. I'd go from church to church. And, and the churches, you've got to realize this, that I'm dealing with chronics. They've been seeking Holy Ghost for years. My best record is one fellow here in Southern California. I was preaching at a four-square church here in Southern California, and he had been 50 years seeking the Bible. He was in the old Azusa Street Revival, 1906. That revival run from 1906 to 1909, three services a day. He's a school teacher in Southern California. His wife received. He went, you see, every night for three years. And on Saturday and Sunday, three services in salt. 50 years. And I very seldom, if ever, left any church without everybody being filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody. Everybody. We'd just run out of them. Wouldn't run out of them, then I'd quit and go somewhere else. And the majority of people would be healed. You see, if I can get them to hear, come in here and be healed. This will not work unless you tell the people. Tell them the anointings in your hands. Tell them I told you to tell them that if they will believe that, that is, believe you're anointed, and will receive it, then that anointing will flow from your hands into their body and will drive out their sickness or their disease or will effect 
a healing or a cure in them. Now, you've heard me say that before. Now, here's something I want, to, I want to go further with a little bit that Jesus said in commenting on this. See, first he had to correct me. We have been so religiously brainwashed until it's difficult for us to see truth a lot of times. I mean, to hear truth. Because we've already got it fixed in our mind another way. Are you following me? He said, you see, now he'd already stated that this is one way, not the only way, but one way to be healed. Biblically, scripturally, we can see that from all we've read. He said, you see, among other ways, I also ministered this way. Now, he ministered other ways as well. You can see that by reading the four Gospels. But I ministered also with a tangible anointing. You can see that in the woman with the issue of blood. There went power out of him. He healed him. See, that was the anointing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. We read here where when he came into this hometown, this synagogue, his hometown in Nazareth, that he read from the book of Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me. And he goes on to tell what he's anointed me to do. Isn't that right? Now here's what he said. Here's what Jesus said to me, you see. And I still had a whole lot of Baptist tradition in me. And then you pick up some tradition from the Pentecostals. And they, they brought it out of the different churches they came out of into this experience. I, up till this time, I actually thought, because we were taught that, I actually thought that Jesus just always, without question, just healed everybody everywhere. You know, we were taught that. He did that to prove his divinity. He did that to prove his deity. See, he always healed everybody, everywhere, under all circumstances. Jesus said, and you know, it came as a surprise to me. I, I couldn't hardly believe it was in the Bible. I had to go back and look it up. And it was all in there. He said, you see, in my hometown here, I got up and announced to them I'm anointed. But they wouldn't believe it. Those who didn't believe it and receive it didn't get any healing. Did you see that there a while ago? He said, it's written, I could. He told me where it's found. He said, and I looked it up afterwards. See, I really wasn't familiar enough to know that verse was in the Bible, though I'd read right over it. Well, you know yourself, you read chapters and verses for years. A Holy Ghost brought it to you, or else you was reading one day, and it just seemed to leap out of the page. And, and you say, well, dear Lord, that's been there all the time. I didn't even realize that, haven't you? Anybody who's read the Bible knows that, see? Just that way. And so uh, I, he, he said, you see, it's written in Mark 6, 5 that I could. Now, Jesus is talking to me. See, King James Randall says, and he could. Now, he's talking to me. So he said, it's written. And like I said, this came as an astonishment to me because it contradicted what I had believed and preached as a Baptist preacher and then as a full gospel preacher. You see what I mean? He said, it's written in Mark 6, 5, that I could there do no mighty work. Not that I wouldn't, I couldn't. Well, I said, you know, I always thought you could just do anything. I mean, well, you see, he can under the right conditions. Are you listening? He said, it's written, I could. And like I said, this came as a shock to me in Revelation. And I think sometimes that we, instead of going over these things, we just suppose that people know, know what we know and they don't. So they don't hear. And they don't get healed very often because they didn't hear. They came to hear and to be healed. Well, now, what did they hear? 
See, that group there says they came to hear and to be healed. And it tells you about that going on. What did they hear? What do you suppose they heard? They must have heard the same thing you preached over there. See, that's what Jesus said. He said, that's always the first sermon I preached everywhere I went, the first teaching I taught. I went into the synagogue. Every single place. He said, I didn't just do that in Nazareth. Jesus said to me, every city I went into, every synagogue I went into, the first thing I did was got up and read from Isaiah and preached the same sermon to him and gave him the same Bible lesson. I told him I'm anointed. Can you see that? What do you suppose they heard down there? We read this whole multitude came to hear and to be healed, and we read on another occasion, a different group, came to hear and to be healed, and then it went on to tell about this power going out of them and healed them. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Backed by popular demand, it's Lynette's Bargain Bag, and it features resources all about healing. The Healers in Your House Slimline Book, Seven Hindrances to Healing Mini Book, The Executing the Basics of Healing Book, all three by Ken Hagen, plus Keys to Scriptural Healing Slimline Book, and the book God's Word on Divine Healing and Healing Faith on CD by Kenneth E. Hagen, all for the incredible bargain price of $19.95. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And ladies... Kindle the Flame. My women's conference is coming up September the 26th through the 28th. I'll tell you what, it's like no other women's conference you've ever been to. That's for sure. That's right, because I didn't even like women's conferences. So it's different than any other women's conference. Come out. You will have an awesome time. And you can register for the women's conference right now online. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, God's Medicine. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.